Welcome back to the seventh season of my podcast. I'm making a couple of changes for 2024, namely moving episodes to fortnightly to create more realistic workload and publishing on Thursdays. You probably know by now that I work with companies to help them understand what's getting in the way of people having the best experience and performing well. Whether that's about work culture, leadership and management, mental wellbeing or engagement, I strip back the noise to uncover what's really going on. And then together we create a meaningful, innovative and sustainable approach to address those challenges. And that's what I'll be discussing with my guests. It's all about putting the human factor back into business. Because when we get people right, we get business right. I want to give a quick shout out about Leadership and Manager Labs, because I'm facilitating those with the fabulous Gemma Ellison of Heart Leadership. If you're interested in a space and community dedicated to development via a process of experimentation that gives us permission to analyse, test, review and learn, all within a human-centric framework, get in touch. Details are in the show notes. I'm your host, Lisa, psychologist and psychotherapist and founder of It's Time for Change. Thank you for joining me on Beyond the Water Cooler. Good morning and Happy New Year to everyone. So I'm kicking off the podcast in 2024 with three guests who are joining me this morning who are going to be talking about their experience of the labs, which is a different approach to leadership and manager development. So Jem is my co-facilitator, my partner in crime, and uh, Leanne and Sarah have both attended the lab that we're running currently. I'm actually going to in- invite you to introduce yourself. So should we start off with you, Jem? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Gemma Ellison. I am a culture and leadership consultant at Heart Leadership. Um, I'm Leanne Ledger. I'm a senior brand consultant at an agency called Emperor. Uh, and I'm Sarah Cockcroft, um, monitoring manager at Oceanwise. Fab. And Sarah, you joined me on my podcast before. Um, Gemma's a regular here, so people are used to hearing her <laughs> dulcet tones. Um, but Sarah, you were in episode 67 when we were talking about managers. Um, so thank you very much for joining me again. Um, and Leanne, you'll be back, I'm sure. Um, also, we're supposed to have the fabulous Alice Lunston, who is head of demand and capacity from the NHS England this morning, but she's been struck down by a bug. So I'm, I'm hoping she gets better soon. Um, I'm hoping it's not the same bug that I've got. Listeners might hear the slight nasal undertones um, because I still can't get rid of my cold after a month. So I'm hoping that will go soon. So excuse me if I keep going on mute um, to cough and burn my nose and stuff. Um, I'm also aware, actually, as I look at my screen now, I can see your three lovely smiley faces, that this is, and we just have Alice on here, that this is actually very female dominant, but we don't, this is not just a female group. (laughs) It's probably actually worthwhile making that point because there are, out of the nine of us, in the or the nine um people joining Gemini, there are um four guys on it, four male leaders. Um, and it's just about availability. So it's something just to stress, I feel might be useful so that people don't think, oh, this is just a, a women-only network. Um so I'm really keen today to get a sense of kind of what how the labs are different. Gemini um discussed in our uh, episode of the podcast in December why we need an experimental approach to leadership and manager development and and that approach to business why we need to do something different to just doing the same thing over and over that has been done in the past so people can can listen to that I'll put a link to that in the show notes but Gem do you want to kick us off by just explaining sort of what these um labs are all about before we get into actually how they're different hearing a bit more from Sarah and Leanne yeah sure so so we've sort of long discussed haven't we what the current state of leadership development is we both hear from leaders a lot about the challenges they face the loneliness and isolation that they feel in their roles and and the need and the want to do something different and progress their organizations and teams but also to take space for themselves um which is very rare um as, as a leader that we get the time to do that so of course what we wanted to do was create a community I think community is massively important and having people who you can speak to who you can be vulnerable and honest with so we wanted to create that community, but also wanted to encourage people to do things a little bit differently. So encourage, you know, we, we hear things thrown around, like the words like transformation in, in organisations. Um, and we wanted to think about it in a little bit of a different way, didn't we? So, you know, having small 
experimental approaches to big problems can make big impacts. Um, mm. So we wanted to get a group of people together. Um, and what I've loved is from completely different industries, completely different contexts, with very, very, very similar challenges um, as we found. So um, we wanted to create a space uh, for people to come together to meet new people, uh, to have some support and to learn new things. Um, so we put some knowledge in there too um, from our both of our expertise. Um, but yeah, it, this is very much a, a group focused on learning new things, meeting new people and experimenting being the key the key theme there. Is there anything that you want to add, Lisa, about how it's how we came about um no, i don't think i i don't think so i think you've you've kind of covered the main points there and i think you know one of the points you made was about people having space for themselves and create that space and i know the more people are in roles where they care about other people and have to look after other people or have to oversee particular parts of a business um so you might not be a leader of people you could be a leader of a particular aspect of your business um leading in your in your role um i think that that creating space for yourself first and foremost before you just give 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 to everyone else is really really hard I don't know Sarah or Leanne how you used to make sure you created space did you did you make space before is that something that's been part of your practice anyway or is this something that coming to the labs has made you think actually it that space is an important thing to start building into your your practice I uh I didn't make space before, um, for sure. Um, I don't think it's something I considered. Um, and I don't know whether that's because I hadn't, you know, given any significant amount of time to training on that, you know, on this topic before, um, or if it's just because every day is so busy that you don't have time to think some of the time. Mm. Um, but no, the labs is definitely shown me that it's very useful to have that time um you know to, to dedicate time you know for me it's every couple of weeks um you know block out a couple of hours on my calendar and that's just for me um uh, you know to think about leadership challenges of of you know those last couple of weeks or future couple of weeks that kind of thing um, so no it's definitely uh, definitely changed uh, my my way of working and actually it's really good to hear you Sarah say that you know those couple of hours you block out every couple of weeks is not just a couple of hours to go oh I'm going to catch up on my email now or you know, a couple of hours to do what I need to do to re reduce my to-do list is actually a pro proper couple of hours which are about you and what's most useful to you as an individual yeah yeah there's other couple of hours booked out for emails and other things <laughs> yeah good <laughs> but you have to distinguish that don't you otherwise you end up just becoming a slave to your list of you know what's what's to be done which is um never-ending Leanne, what about you? Uh, yeah, so just generally for uh, reflection and, and planning and things like that, again, you just found yourself plowing into the day, answering all the emails and things. And yeah, the fact that the lab starts a little early and it doesn't finish too late in the morning, like that actual session is really good in terms of time. It's when I'm sort of mo most functional, I think. Which doesn't say much for the rest of the day. But, um, yeah, and then actually blocking time out to really think, you know, I've got a, a book here in front of me, which is like the book of me and my development, which I haven't really had before. So actually, you know, spending time really sort of answering those questions um, and we'll come on to it in terms of the way, the way that the, um, you know, the methodology of the labs as well. Um, is just really useful and, and having that reflection time. So yeah, the space is, is appreciated. Um, and yeah, you've got to give it to yourself really. Can I, can I just ask them, well, everyone here, are we, are we finding that what we hear amongst our colleagues, um, are we finding that people just typically don't take the time? I, I looked at the, some data that, that's been um, released recently, um, which says that actually, the people who need most development and most time are leaders, but actually it's leaders who don't invest in themselves at all. So it's great that you've now carved that time and hopefully moving forward, you can continue with that because it's so important. But do you find that people you work alongside, people that you hear from, people in maybe your friendship groups, do you find that they're lacking that time or, or you know, are they starting to put into a practice? 
100%. So yeah, just speaking to um, others that I work with and my partner and, you know, um, other people that I interact with um, and, you know, talking about it, it's not something that they um, currently do necessarily or, you know, they might um, go, well, that sounds really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely a case that people in leadership positions um, don't necessarily uh, give themselves space to, to think about, um, you know, how they can uh, improve actually sharing knowledge and information with other other leaders. So, yeah, I would definitely say it's quite, quite rare. Mm. Yeah, and I think it goes beyond just leaders as well. And I think it's probably a lot of different, you know, different levels of people in different roles. And I do find that there's so many people that are so busy all the time you know, the first thing that's going to drop off is, you know, training programs that they're sent on or the, you know, self-training, self-given um, time, like what we were just talking about, you know, to to invest in yourself, as it were. Mm. Um, you know, that's, it's the first thing that's going to go when you have a deadline that you're not going to meet um, or, you know, another, something comes along that you weren't expecting. Um, and I think it's one of those things that it, it will be easy to, you know drop a couple of weeks out and then it's just gone you know it'd be very difficult to then restart um which is something I'm very aware of for myself is that I need to you know, it's fixed in my diary mm. <laughs> yes I can move it but um it's yeah I think it's um I think the points you've made both of you actually are really good because I think um we see I, just, I have too many conversations with people who say I just can't make that happen and it's and it's almost like I it's just not something that's ever going to happen in my role. I cannot create more space. I just have too much of a workload, and it's almost become the norm. It's a bit like the term stress that's become normalised. It's like everyone, of course, everyone feels stressed. If you not don't feel stressed, you're not working hard enough. And I think it's that sense of we are so under pressure that if anyone were to say, "Oh yeah, of course I can take out time for myself and my self development," people there's still maybe a little bit of a taboo around that, or it just feels impossible. But when we, you know, part of what we build into the process that we take people through, it's about the need to stop and actually look at where things are at now for either for yourself as an individual, your team, the company, whatever it is you're focusing on, and to really kind of drill down into that, to interrogate that a little bit more and to think, okay, why is my experience like this? Or why are things happening like this? You know, why are our outcomes like this? Or why does it feel like this and actually unless we take the time to to stop and pause and really kind of drill down and and hypothesize a bit about actually what's really going on then we just keep going on those um kind of conveyor belts whizzing forward not necessarily in the right direction the funny thing is for me because as a brand consultant that is sort of what I do as a role is is to go in and sort of diagnose where things are at now and, and really look at you know gaps and problems and opportunities and actually you know kind of turning that inwards is um quite enlightening in a way mm. and just thinking oh yeah of course like of course you should be taking the same approach um to actually you know diagnosing the issue and then thinking about a way to you know achieve goals so um yeah it's been really eye-opening so in terms of um thinking then about you know once you've looked at your interrogation of what's going on right now and you've got a hypothesis and again what we're very much encouraging people to do is get quite creative with their ways of addressing challenges so some challenges that people will be experiencing may be novel they might be quite um, unique but on the whole as Jen said earlier lots of people are experiencing common challenges and people are tending in our experience to apply the kind of same kind of approach to resolving those challenges and are not, not necessarily having a huge amount of success. So again, by creating the space, we're encouraging people to be quite creative, um, which we know that to be creative in terms of solutions, we need to create the space to feel good about the place we're in right now. Because if we're really stressed and we're just preoccupied with a huge to-do list, we cannot get our creative juices flowing we end up and Leanne will know about that um so we end up uh just kind of being quite fixed in terms of how we think about things 
so how have you sort of managed to engage with that creativity like is is that kind of creative focus something again that you're used to applying or is that something that you've had to learn to try and be a bit more open-minded a bit more creative in just terms of how you think about the challenges and um, I think for me and sort of comparing to my role again it's just it's just novel to be thinking about it in this context rather than just in my in my job and what I do so I you know, work with businesses to develop their kind of brand story and um you know it doesn't it does need me to be creative but actually yeah turning that inward and going you know actually let's have a bit of an experimental approach let's try things let's you know think outside the box what might the standard thing be to do and then what's the what are the alternatives mm. um it is quite it is quite difficult to do and again you do need the space to do it but then, you know, once you've had that initial session, it's maybe like you might be out on a walk or, you know, just thinking of, and that's how ideas come to me, is, um, you know, not necessarily sat at the desk, but actually then just giving time and space away from the desk and, and um, sort of think a bit more creatively there. So, um, and actually just in a situation, you know, um, one thing that I've um, try, I'm trying to do a bit more and I've been told that I maybe don't do this enough is sort of trust myself. So like, how can I just do an experiment of like, I'm just going to trust myself in this moment and then see what happens um, and then learn from it. Um, so yeah, I think, um, yeah, giving yourself time and space and not necessarily just sitting and writing at a desk um, is has been useful for me. I really I love, like that. Oh, sorry, go on, Jen. Oh No, I love what you said about um, when you, when you go into a business and you talk about their brand story, and what I think, particularly looking at our first lab together, what happened was you were all perfect strangers, more or less. I know, you know, we might have known a couple of people, but actually that first session and the vulnerability in that session very, very quickly, you started thinking about your story, your story as a leader. Where have you been? What are you all about? And I think that reflection at that time really helped in terms of looking at, and that was the, the sort of common experiment, I think, from the first lab, looking at ourselves as leaders and to do that again that reflection piece that what is actually my story um and i love i, I really love what you've just said there Leanne, about uh, comparing it in, in terms of your role um and how that's how you've done that within labs so th thank you for sharing that but i just think yeah talking about who we are where we've come from what are our values what is our role and place as a leader mm -hmm. what is our own personal story is a really nice thing to reflect on and also i think um for me what you said leanne about um, sort of the confidence bit and your experiment being about you and being something quite small and quite focused, I think is a really good example of, um, it, and it goes back to what Jen was saying about transformation and so on. Everyone thinks you have to do like this huge scale organizational change and it all feels a bit daunting. But actually when we start with ourselves, we just do, we notice an area that we perhaps could do more of or do slightly differently. And we just start to do something small um, but in a different way it has it can have huge impact and then of course as soon as we start changing ourselves it impacts on the people around us and then it those people impact on other people and you suddenly start to create huge change just from yourself so I really like that example yeah definitely and yeah that sort of trusting one's self and actually going what I've done there mm. um, or the way that I've dealt with this situation is good enough like it might not be perfect but actually it's you know good enough to get through and I think that's made a big difference mm. to not trying to strive for perfection all the time yeah. um so that's been something that's made a, a bit of a difference for me yeah that's that's a key message about not not trying to be perfect um Sarah what about you um, I've forgotten what the original question was, but I just wanted to um, to touch on something that Gemma said about the vulnerability um, in that first session. And I I don't know about other people, but I was quite surprised about everybody's honesty, vulnerability, um, because we were strangers, um, you know, thrown into, um, you know, a training programme, if you want to call it that, um, that we, you know, we weren't really sure of where it was going to go what it's going to be like we knew it's going to be a bit different um and everybody was obviously very engaged from the start and I guess you know that's down to you guys setting the scene um and we were all 
all able to share our stories to, to whatever level people wanted to. Mm. Um, and I think what I took away from that was how it, you know, people did talk about themselves and how they were as a leader. It wasn't a conversation of this was my job title, then this was my promotion, then this was my job title. It's like none of that mm. was really, I don't even think discussed. It was just, this is what I'm like, and this is where I have challenges, um, which is much more real. Um, um, so yeah, I think that's that was definitely something I, I noticed from, from early on. And I think quite a few people actually commented on that about just how good it felt to be really honest for once. <laughs> just and, and knowing that it was a safe place to be able to say, this is really what I feel. And this is really what I worry about. And this is where I don't think I'm so amazing. And, and not to have to have the mask on that we often wear when we're trying to show that we are competent and confident and so on in our roles. So um, yeah, yeah, was... maybe that does come partly because we were all strangers and mm. all from different, you know, businesses, like none of our bosses were there. None yeah. of our teams were there. <laughs> so we didn't have to, like you say, put on that mask of no, everything's okay. Or, you know, don't worry, I've got this. Um, mm. It was just completely, you know, open and, and honest about how we really felt. And I think one thing about the, especially the sort of smaller discussions as well, the smaller group ones, is that everyone was kind of chipping in to help sort of solve problems or problem solve with people who were being quite open and vulnerable and actually listening to some of that or even being able to input helped you almost kind of think about your own challenges as well in relation to someone else's. Mm. So, um, yeah, that I, I found that really, really great and you know, the fact that people were being so open, Sarah said, and then everyone was kind of helping each other and suggesting things or interrogating a little bit further as mm. well. Yeah, I think, you know, had you asked me at the beginning, you know, do you think you can help, you know, strangers solve their leadership problems? No, not a chance. Um, but actually, you know, you go in, you know, like there's small breakout rooms, there's four of us trying to chat about, you know, somebody's meeting they've got planned or, you know, an issue, whatever it was that we were trying to help. And we, like you say, Liam, we did all chip in and try and, you know, oh, what about this? Or have you thought about that? Or I did this once and that really worked. Or I was on this, you know, another meeting that I was attending. This worked really well. It's those kind of just sharing knowledge and ideas. Actually, you know, we did all help each other out in our leadership challenges. And yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to, to feel like that. I think there's, there's huge power in that. This is one of the things that um, I'm, feel really I feel a little bit emotionally actually listening to what you, you, you're both saying um in terms of you know what you've got from it even just from these early conversations because I think you know that was what we wanted to achieve here the power of community and I, I'm, I'm such a fan of, of of sort of peer coaching mentoring conversation I think that's so so important um and again to your point there Sarah the fact that you've and Leanne you've been able to input into somebody else's challenge that is again sort of learning and growth for you um so so I'm really really glad to hear that you very quickly felt that sense and the power of the community that you that you all created um from from the first second really you said you're getting emotional I think a few others <laughs> got emotional in these sessions as well it's definitely me because I was one of my challenges was actually understanding I think you used these words before Lisa but like my place and purpose as a leader mm. so not as a kind of traditional leader in the job title sense or kind of running a team of hundreds of people but actually thinking about how I am a leader in sort of different situations you know leading clients and leading certain projects and team um, you know smaller teams within um, within my work and in my personal life as well um and actually you know feeling that everyone was saying no you are you are like absolutely are and this is how and this is you know how um some sort of maybe strategies for for helping mm. um, you feel more like a leader in those situations so that was quite a personal challenge for me that was quite emotional but um yeah also kind of others being so open and vulnerable it just was a really a really nice space um yeah I hear that and I think um you know when another part of the labs is when we do this sort of bite-sized 
learning chunks. So we have a notion of, you know, the, the labs are deliberately called labs because it's all about um, being scientists, looking at what your reality is, hypothesizing, creating experiments and so on. And then we have a notion of test tubes and each test tube is a different subject area. And so by having sort of um, bite-sized chunks of learning, so we might be um, looking at um, sort of the process and impact of change, for example, which we looked at in our last lab. Again, I like doing that in, in, as part of an open community because we had some great feedback from people in terms of, oh, so that's uh, how this, that's why I feel like I feel when I'm going through a process of change. And I thought it was just me responding in a really unusual way. I just thought it was me being weak or me just not getting it or not being resilient enough. And suddenly you've got, again, people being very honest and open about how they are responding, re reacting to normal things that happen in our day-to-day -day lives where before those conversations, people were walking around with these beliefs, which was, I'm not necessarily good enough, or I'm not, I'm not kind of cracked out to be this amazing leader because I don't really know how to engage with this, or I'm not responding in the right way. And suddenly, again, the permission you have to feel genuine and to express that and say, oh gosh, I'm not the only one feeling like this or responding like this, and I'm, just, I'm supposed to respond like this. That's quite liberating, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you were nodding lots through that Sarah <laughs> yes no I remember that conversation um during the labs um and yeah it is it's that you know the confidence game you know the confidence that I've gained having just had other people say no that's fine you know you are allowed to feel like that mm. and still be a good leader like that's okay it's just like oh okay that's I wasn't expecting that that's good <laughs> It's, and I think it's, it's emphasizing again the aspect of us being human it, because we know we have that notion of someone's a leader and therefore they have these superpowers they're supposed to you know just, and people kind of cringe at that like of course we don't think they've got superpowers but actually in reality how what we expect of people is to be beyond human we don't expect people to have doubts or worries or um sort of uh wobbles in their confidence or whatever but and actually of course we all do because we're all people just trying to do our best and we don't necessarily feel very well equipped to, to do that yeah and you know do we expect leaders to get it right all the time yes in which case they're superhuman <laughs> no yeah. we expect them to to try and sometimes get it right sometimes not quite get it right because like you say we are all human so how how has the lab been different to other experience that you've had around leadership development and actually maybe you haven't had any prior sort of um development in that in that area of becoming a, a leader I'm curious to know because I, I remember having a conversation with um Jim uh Liptrot, who's also on our um on our lab and he was saying I wasn't sure how it's going to be different to some of the other leadership groups I'm part of you know I thought it's gonna be a bit more sort of networking or a bit more just sitting around discussing challenges he said but we've got a bit of that and we've got a bit of learning in there and we've got a bit of such and such so how is it for you how has it been different to what you've experienced in the past I think the peer support is different for me from anything else I've done before um and that as we said before that kind of you know within the the small breakout groups and the peer groups of trying to solve challenges it, it wasn't you know you guys telling us how to solve the challenges it was here's some information here's some you know some things to think about now go away and chat think about them mm -hmm. um, which I think was was a big positive um, and did you know enable other things like I said you know confidence growing you know just by being able to talk to other people about their challenges and um, that was I think an area that I'd say is quite different to other courses I've done previously I, I would agree with that um observation Sarah because I think the courses that I see most people go on are where you are um you're more passive in terms of your learner you're hearing stuff and that you you're expected just to take it away and apply it whereas that's in itself quite a big ask to to transfer the knowledge um and the skills that I'm kind of learning about in a workshop or whatever it might be and actually to put that into practice and then what, what do I do if it doesn't go right <laughs> or how you know and, and to actually kind of unpick that on your own I think it's quite a big big ask 
Um, Leanne, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think the fact that it's a bit of a series um, and, you know, that kind of experiment design and hypothesizing um, and actually, you know, creating maybe those big or small actions and seeing how it goes and mm. um, kind of test and learn um, approach has been quite uh, different for me in terms of other training that I've done. Um, you're right, yeah, a lot of it is quite passive and you maybe have a workbook that you work through during the session, but, you know, the fact that you um, were going away and actually kind of designing our own experiments um, and, you know, some accountability in terms of sort of reporting on the, the outputs and the feedback and, and how that's gone. And, um, yeah, definitely agree with Sarah about the peer, peer-to-peer element of it as well. I think that's what one of the, the comments that, that Jim did make was how the, the specific actions to come away with. So in, in labs, uh, maybe we can talk later a little bit about what actually happens in, in labs as in so, so the listeners can, can hear. But the fact that it starts quite big and we start, you know, with, you know, we talk about lots of different things, get into some knowledge, which is always selected by the people who are on the lab. That, that you and I deliver, Lisa. Uh, but then when you come away, which I think is different than any other training, so you said through, so you might sit through two days of a training course, you come away with so many ideas that it's impossible to implement anything. Whereas with the labs, the idea is that you come away with a very specific action. So once you formed your hypothesis, it's a very specific experiment, which uh, which to my mind, I, I feel that that's easier to come away and actually take action on because it's something that's small, specific and actionable rather than coming away with a million different ideas and thinking, I've no idea where to start with this and I haven't got the time to even think about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, Jen, for sure. Um, and, you know, having having those you know, small actions or, or just one thing to think about, you know, for the, for the next uh, month and, you know, a real focus on that in the kind of, you know, any headspace that you have got, that's what, what I've had I've, that's what I've been you know focusing on um, and like you say it's it's much more tangible than a two-day training course and you come away and your brain is just so full that you know you've learned loads you know it's in there somewhere but when do you actually apply it it's it's very difficult so you know this and and I think having the accountability, having the, okay, I'm going to see these guys in a month's time and I want to, you know, report on how I've done and if it worked or not, or, you know, if I've even made progress on it, um, is, is good. Uh, it's good for me. Um, I think I need that. Um, and having the support um, from you guys throughout the, um, you know, in between the sessions, um, also really positive. Um, you know, just those kind of check-ins, um, that you guys do with, with us all and you know extra little bits of info that you know that we get um i think that that really helps and it, it keeps it, it it keeps it kind of at the forefront and um, it's not just you know it's not just you know even you know having having the series is, is i think really good because you've got that okay i'm going to see these guys again in a month but having the, the regular bits in between is also um really positive and and different to, to anything else I've, I've ever done before I think having the opportunity to check in with someone if you're feeling stuck is so valuable, isn't it? I know from my work that if I'm just can't work out how to do something and that is the one thing I could spend ages trying to work out and it's just one tiny bit of the bigger thing I'm doing, just to be able to pick up the phone to someone or to send an email and say, I'm just a bit stuck on this or I'm just having a bit of a crisis and confidence and actually just getting started or I just don't know who how or what was not going to come to plan any of those things having someone that you can just check that out with and go oh yeah okay that's I've, I feel okay again now can sometimes be like a 10-15 minute chat but just knowing that you've got access to that and you haven't got to just wait until your next session um I think is makes a world of difference or does to me anyway yeah and also I think the um It'd be interesting to to hear um, a bit more about sort of the emails that we've been sending between the lab sessions because sometimes those have extra resources in or those might have little prompts on you know how you're getting on think about um reviewing where you're at now or here are some more um sort of uh processes or frameworks to to perhaps refer to does that feel um that that adds 
value? Does that feel like it can be overwhelming? Um, how does that feel in terms of the support? Because again, that's something that Gem and I are trying to um, make sure we get right in terms of kind of providing the right amount of support. And again, some people like as much as they, they like sponges, they want everything and they could just soak it all up. And other people are like, oh, I've got to put my boundaries up around me to keep myself from being overwhelmed. How have you both found that? From a, a, an accountability point of view, it's been good to kind of go, right, okay, well, this was two weeks ago that we had the, the last lab and I kind of need to get, you know, get going with my, again, allowing myself space. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, they've been really useful from that point of view. Um, and, you know, maybe not feeling like, because one thing that I tend to do is try and deal with everything as it appears but actually say right okay well I'm going to read this later um and kind of sit down and, and work through it um so yeah I would say it's, it's definitely useful and it's nice just a little reminder um to say you know this is still going on like think about your experiment again and and have that that bit of a reminder mm. so while yes um occasionally I feel like oh no I've not done my homework (laughs) (laughs) um uh no it's just really useful rather than you know just disappearing and and coming back in a month's time and everyone being like right what were we doing again Mm. so um, yeah I I definitely find it useful over overwhelming okay yeah same and I think it's also I think some of the resources that you've kind of added in um in between sessions have been really helpful for me um and they're the sort of thing that I think a couple of times I've likely answered, I've gone, oh yeah, brilliant, I'm going to read that later and you know, give it time to digest. And other times I've just kind of thought, oh, I've got five minutes now, um, not spent as long on it, but just clicked on some of the links and gone, oh right, brilliant, you know, there and then. Um, so no, I think it's great. And I think with emails, um, it, it has that flexibility that you know I can deal with it as and when I've got time and had space to do so. Um, which I think is a positive. Um, and also having, you know, the emails from other people in the team, um, mm-hmm. you know, with other people's challenges and their experiments and how things are going and, and asking for help or, or offering, you know, things that they've, they've learned. Um, again, just adds, adds, really does add to that sense of community. I think that's actually a really good point as well, Sarah, because um, actually it's only when people started doing their experiments and then sending their... Um, their experiment plans and their evaluations through that we realise there's such a wealth of knowledge and experience there, which is why we're creating an experiment bank because you might have done an experiment on something, Leanne or any of the other leaders that we've contributed to the discussion or we've just heard about, but isn't necessarily relevant for us yet. But when I come to a stage in my work where I'm struggling with a particular aspect of my role, I've got a whole wealth, I've got like a resource bank I can go to and look at how to tweak practice and the impact that has and, you know, the best ways of doing that. So I think the wealth of kind of the learning from that resource bank, just from the experiments that everyone's created and, and their evaluations of them, I think is, is it's got huge potential. Yeah. So what, I, I guess it'd be really interesting just to know what the impact, because we're coming this, this this coming week, this week, is our final um, lab group uh, with this particular community. And we are going to be following up, um, as we always do, uh, with having one-to-one evaluations with everybody. But it would be really helpful, actually, just to gauge now a little bit of, about the impact it's had on your practice, um, your experience as a leader. So in terms of being part of the lab community, what... Can you share a little bit about the impact that's had on you in terms of your own well-being or your own practice in terms of how you go about fulfilling your role? Um, for me, um, it opened up the conversation with myself, I guess, about um, me as a leader. Um, I, you know, took some small actions in terms of just speaking to some other leaders that I work with and getting some feedback because I think that's one thing that I hadn't had was actually feedback from others Mm. um so you know that in itself just had a huge impact I mean I I did come away with lots of actions from that but 
decided to maybe focus on one of them as the um the experiment and and something that I was going to try and do and I do feel I don't know I feel um I just feel a bit calmer and more confident and actually that um it's okay to not as I said um feel like I have to do everything perfectly um definitely just a lot more self-aware in different moments of of leadership um and obviously it's not just about moments it's about kind of um over time but generally just yeah just more self-aware um giving myself less of a hard time um in terms of yeah impact on my work I don't think it's made necessarily a difference yet but just more about kind of how I deal with certain situations um has been the impact so far but that's huge isn't it I mean the impact on you as an individual and you feeling calmer and feeling more confident and so on that that's going to impact hugely on on your work and on how others see you and how you engage with others and um and and you know in terms of the impact on your outcomes on your work actually things when we put into place um changes what some people can be put off by is the fact that they don't see a dramatic change in output straight away and it's like well clearly it's not working and you think well actually there's got to take time for changes to be embedded and for um how I'm performing differently to impact and to for people to see those results and I think sometimes people are too quick to say well we need tangible results right now and if we don't have them in a week's time then we're scrapping it and it's like oh my goodness you know I've I've worked with some companies who have so many initiatives because like that was not working quickly enough that was not working quickly enough and it's like wow just pause work out why they're not and perhaps they need a bit more time or we need to just tweak them a little bit um so I think your your observation there was is really helpful Sarah what about you yeah I mean similar things um to Leanne I think the it's definitely given me confidence uh, generally um but also confidence to try things um which i think is is something that it, you know i'll take forward um that's not just you know that's not going to end this week um that's gonna gonna carry on um, and and the, the focus on it not being this huge big thing that you have to fix immediately it's we could try this and this you know just a little experiment see what happens if you have these kind of conversations with these people does it lead to you know a more positive outcome than if you'd had these kind of conversations or you know all those just just small things that we can do you know day to day week to week to 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 be better as leaders um and and to produce a you know a more positive outcome i think it's really you know 100 i've taken that away um and the the knowledge that it's it's okay to fail it's you know it's it's normal it's natural and if something doesn't work fine you know admit it doesn't work learn from it move on don't dwell on it don't you know unpick it to the nth degree if you know if you can um just just try try something different next time i think that that whole approach to leadership challenges is new to me um and yeah, I think knowing that other people are going through the same in a, you know, in the peer group that we've had, in the community that we've made mm. is really important. And also I think, well, I think, you know, this is thinking into the future, it will give me the confidence to ask other people who I interact with on a more day to day basis, you know, if there are issues, if I'm finding something, you know, particularly worrying or I'm getting emotional about something. I don't think that I have to bottle that up and pretend that everything's fine. I can go and ask other people and they will probably have felt the same at some point, mm. uh, I think is what, what we've definitely taken away from it. Um, I, I like what you're saying about it's okay to fail and, and you've got confidence to try new things because when Gemma and I had our conversation on the podcast in December and we were talking about different um quite high profile companies that have taken on an experimental approach and the fact that they've normalized the fact that we need to fail and the more we fail it shows that um because we're being creative we're more likely to come across really in innovative and um you know novel ways of doing things that are going to work better for us in the future so if we just keep 
if we just stay in the safe zone, we're just doing what we've always done because we can predict the outcomes. We're never really going to adapt and change for our future. So that I like just that mindset, just to come away with that mindset, Sarah, about um, being creative is good. And I'm going to experiment a little bit and you can um, sort of test and, and review things, as you said earlier, Leanne. I think that's just so powerful. And I think that's really what future of work is going to be all about in terms of spotting opportunities for something to be a bit different a bit better and having the confidence to say well let's just have a go at doing something different and let's review it um and I know more and more companies now when they're saying well let's do a whole program around well-being or let's do this or let's do that it's like well let's just do a pilot group let's just experiment a little bit with this group over here and we can try something out and and then if it works we can roll it out if there are things that need tweaking we know what we need to tweak before it's rolled out and it's like oh actually yeah this is a this you know experimentation is a good way to work it takes the pressure off having to get the perfect plan right from the outset so I think it's quite liberating quite powerful just Lisa we, this this of course was was an experiment in itself for us mm. um so this is something that we've obviously heard from companies in terms of what they're doing with leadership challenges we want to do something a little bit different. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, throw the question back at you that you just asked to, to Leanne and, and Sarah. This has been our experiment. Um, how would you evaluate how it's been for you? Personally, I've loved it because I like facilitating um, processes where you haven't got an expert who is supposed to have all the information and all the knowledge and, just pass it on to everyone else in the room. I like to get everyone involved where people can learn from each other and truly be themselves. You sort of, you know, really be turn up in an authentic way and support each other and take something away themselves, which for me is what this is all about. And so you and I will do our little bits of kind of bite-sized learning around a particular subject and share some particular frameworks and processes and ideas and so on but actually the value of it comes from what um I think Sarah was saying earlier about taking kind of some ideas and applying it and but really having the quality conversations I think for me it's so the thing I love most about my work are the conversations you have that just shift people's way of thinking about something or just open up new ideas, new opportunities and give people the confidence to say, oh, I'm just going to go actually and just try this thing because I hadn't really thought about that before. And for me, that's that's what my that's what I love most about my job because it's not about l- layering on more and more complicated things that we've got to get ahead around. It's like, actually, let's just go back to really good conversations about how we're doing and what we think we can change. Is that, does that answer your question, Gem? Yes, thank you. Good. <laughs> So, so I'm curious to know what um, would be your advice, um, Sarah and Leanne, to people who might be listening to this thinking, well, I've never really considered um, leadership and managers development um, at all, or I've never really considered it other than kind of traditional courses that maybe we've always thought about where you just go along, you do a four or five day course learning about X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm intrigued about just an experimental kind of community type approach to development instead. What would be your advice to those people who are thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I just need to be more in a more kind of formal setting rather than actually being part of the learning journey? What would be what do you say to them? That's a big question. It is a big question. And apart from just saying, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm struggling to uh think about you know why why my immediate reaction is just do it it's it's good it's positive um you'll learn lots um maybe Leanne's got a, a better way of saying I know I was thinking exactly the same um yeah just uh just try it like you know with the experimental approach um you know it's not too much of a um big chunk of time like it all feels really manageable but also the iterative and the sort of collaborative way that it works is just yeah really unique and really impactful um like you say you might you might choose to go on a a full weekend's course or two days but actually you know the fact that this is stretched over a long period of time and that test and learn approach um you know I think definitely 
I would advise give it a go um, and also if anyone's in like my position and say saying to themselves well you know I'm not I don't see myself I'm not a head of or a you know a CEO or whatever you know thinking about yourself as a leader in different uh, different situations not necessarily a leader of lots of people I would you know suggest that people really kind of you know question that and and consider it as well because yeah it's been really really useful for me to even think about the the times and the, the you know myself as a leader so mm, thank you for sharing that Leanne because I know that was one of um right back at the start that was one of your concerns that I'm not you know some of the other leaders in our group our leaders are very big teams or within very big organizations Mm -hmm. and even that in itself can feel quite intimidating about am I really a leader am I as kind of significant a leader as those people and again that comes back to our feelings of we naturally compare ourselves to how how do we show up within within a group um and I think you've been you know what you've just described and I think you're contribution to the group has been brilliant in terms of you how much you've got from it and you're not leading people but you are leading aspects of your business and that's what this is all about yeah Yeah, and clients and you know I really had to think about it but it was like you know I I have to lead um c-suites into massive decisions that are going to impact their business or um yeah different smaller groups and projects within within my daily work so um thinking about that as well but um yeah you guys have been great and like the knowledge that you share and the other people on the on the program and yourself Sarah and some of the others like I've just learned so much from everyone um and that's been yeah as I say really unique and and great Mm. I think it's it's worth noting that it is a very relaxed and informal program Um, and I think that's one of the things that I've really appreciated is and maybe that's that's why we've been so open and honest Mm. Um, you know it's almost just thinking about it it's like you know when when you sometimes some people I've never been one of these but some people you know you have to dress up smart to go to work at your desk very formal you know it's it's the way of the world that's fine but then lockdown happened and suddenly we're all in our tracky bottoms and hoodies and for me I went oh this is relaxing you know this is this is great it's much more me um and it's almost that kind of there's you know yes there are formal training programs that you can you know it's come mm. suit and, and sit down for two days and be talked at or you can put on your hoodie, join in a conversation and, you know, get to know people. I think part mm. of the longevity of the course means you do, you build those relationships, you know, that's like, oh, you know, how are you? Because last time, you know, this was going on for you or, you know, mm. you, you actually do get to know people over that time. Um, so I think for me, it's that, that's, it's a much better learning environment for me um, to keep it casual, to keep it informal. Mm. Um, and and genuine yeah I can say that the word that was standing up for me as you were talking then Sarah was about being authentic and I think you know Gem and I are always very much you know what you see is what you get we're we're kind of um we like to say quite grounded and I think you know I completely agree with everything you just said about I'm happiest and I'm most relaxed when I'm just having natural conversations without having to feel like you're put on the spot and there's a certain pressure on you to look a certain way or perform a certain way and, and actually when you can just be yourself and I think that's what everyone has been able to to be within this um lab community it just means you just you let your guard down and you can just show up and you can cry if you're having a really bad day or you can just celebrate and beam from one ear to the other if you've had a, a massive achievement and you know and, and you've got everyone's support around you so yeah I think that's that's hugely empowering that's that's been my favorite part of it as well so so you know we talk about real talk I, I feel like we're back it's, it's, it, we know we talk about real talk we talk about what is the actual reality of what's going on in the world and one of my favorite bits of feedback um was no bullshit and there isn't and, and that's been for me one of the really powerful things people have just talked turned up had real conversations as real people we're not talking about learning models here we're not talking about you know 
anything like that. It's just what is the reality for you right now as a human? What is your context? What is happening in your organisation? And what small things can we do to make that a little bit better? And those small things will then compound over time and turn into bigger things. Mm. But yeah, that authenticity, that reality um, has been one of my favourite parts of, of mm. the lab journey. Yeah, I don't think there was any part of it where I kind of switched off and went, oh, this bit's not relevant to me. It was all all very relevant. Um, and, and I expect, you know, very similar to, to everybody else. Um, and I get that's that's very different to most yeah. <laughs> training courses I've done. I've gone on where uh, there's definitely parts where it's like, nah, this one's not me, uh, yeah. switch off for a bit. Whereas, um, yeah, you know, the, the labs were very engaging, um, fully engaging. I was quite exhausted after some of them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah I think that's a you know it shows how how engaged I was in it thank you so our next group starts in February and details are going to be in the show notes for this so people can click on that link to find out more about the labs um, or contact us directly if people want to just discuss it um, I'm aware of time that's got that conversation's gone so fast Gem, is there anything you think we should um, add to to finish to wrap up the conversation? No, just just if anybody wants to to get involved, just ask. You know, sometimes the biggest step for you in, in any sort of development is actually having a, a first conversation. Mm. Um, I think that's big in itself, and, and sort of starting with that self awareness that you want to grow, do things differently. Um, and I think I don't know, is it? Is it worth a very, very quick one minute run through of what happens in a lab, do you think? Or go on then. Be useful. Yeah. Mean... Tammy, go. Right, yeah. So look, it starts um with with MySpace. That's how it starts. It starts with talking about how are you genuinely, how are you as a human, as a person, what's going on for you right now? And as we've said here, sometimes that's got very vulnerable, sometimes quite emotional, um, which has been really powerful. Um Lisa and I will give knowledge on a particular topic that's requested by the group um more often than not there's a consensus as to what is what is needed and that helps inform the session um there's then a big space to voice challenges and this is the fun part uh, where people get to talk really openly and honestly about the challenges they're facing in their roles uh, in their organizations or, or personally um we then take a look at where we are now um as, as smaller groups look at the reality of the situation is there any data what are other perspectives? What's actually going on? We then come up with a hypothesis, uh, which is where we get really specific and ask a really specific question that we can try and solve. The groups then go come together in smaller groups and design an experiment. Often it's been the same experiment that they've done as a group where you get lots of peer support, uh, but it can be individual. And then they go away and do the experiment. So all of that, with lots of peer support, lots of community support and support from Lisa, you and I in the background, um, again, with weekly communication and the offer of one-to-ones if that's needed. So just in case anyone was wondering um, what actually happens, um, that's what it is. As Sarah said before, very, very informal and relaxed environment because that's what we believe gets the most out of these conversations. Um, so yeah, if anyone else, if anyone who's listening is interested or wants to ask any more questions, you know where we are. And I'd also say we're just starting to have some really interesting conversations with um, about taking this in-house. Yes. And so taking this whole process into companies. So the lab happens within a company with their employees. Um, again, doing a certain, I can't remember if it was Leanne or Sarah said earlier about um, the value of this is you haven't got your manager sitting in, in the room with you. So again, we're very mindful of actually having the right people in the groups and maybe having different groups for different um, sort of roles within a company but um, that's the next wave of, of where this is going as well so which is which is really exciting but can I say a massive thank you to both Leanne and Sarah for joining us this morning um, and for being part of our labs because honestly you two have been brilliant and it makes such a difference when you when you working with people who can just show up and be themselves and smile and um, and yeah it just I, it's been a real pleasure for me just getting to know you both um a lot better and um and thank you so much for your time today no problem thanks for facilitating the labs what have you taken from the conversation today please do think about your intention to do something differently and do give the podcast a thumbs up on apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts i'd be incredibly grateful if you could leave a short review too as it helps spread the word far and wide. I'd love you to join the club 
to be part of driving real change that improves practice and people's experience at work. You'll be the first to hear about relevant updates and free downloadable resources. Please do reach out to me directly to discuss the topics we've covered on this podcast or perhaps other challenges at work. And if we're not already acquainted on LinkedIn, please do connect. All the links you need are in the show notes. Thanks again and see you fortnight. Thank you.